But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. We are in the process of opening up a new location out east, so all of our power converters are being inventoried right now. So I guess we'll talk about some X-wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. I'm Pork Jenkins. And let's get into it. But first, uh, it has been a while since y'all have heard from us. The summer's been pretty busy. We got a lot of stuff outside of X-Wing coming up at us pretty fast. Uh, I've got a huge work convention to prep for in July. Uh, Doug and Alex, you've got some uh, pretty big stuff coming up in the next week. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it last time, but we are still yeah, moving to St. Louis. how everyone found out. But yeah, we're moving to St. Louis. Yeah. And we have an apartment. Yep. Um, so, uh, I have a job. Awesome. Excellent. Um, yeah. So, yep. I also have a job. <laughs> I think that was, that, <laughs> that was actually what caused me to move to St. Louis. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, uh, so with things being incredibly busy, uh, Doug and Alex are going to be moving. I've got most of my July spoken for, uh, Tasha Station Radio is going to be taking a short hiatus after this episode, just for a few weeks. Uh, we will be back at the end of July with some more content, uh, tournament reports, and everything else X-Wing related. We want to make sure everybody knows Tashi Station Radio is not going anywhere. Uh, once the summer calms down, we'll be back to providing our own unique brand of content. Uh, we'll be coming back right around the time there are some tournaments, so we'll have definitely some stuff to talk about. But other than that, uh, what have we been up On to that since... note, yeah. R.I.P. Fly Better. Yeah, uh, you say that? We're going to... Uh, I was going to mention that in the shout-outs, but Fly Better podcast, probably one of the... Uh, is Fly Better older than... Yeah, is Fly Better older than Gold Squadron? Uh, yeah. It's about the same time frame. It's about the same age. Yeah. One of, ran, it, it started about eight years ago. Like, yeah, you know, one of the first... One uh, of the OG X-Wing 1.0 podcasts. Indeed. Uh, Ryan Farmer and D. Young decided that it was time to uh, pretty much... Uh, end the podcast on a great note. They've had, like I said, eight years of providing a huge service to the community. Uh, they're both going to still be very involved in X-Wing, just not from a podcasting standpoint. So from all of us and probably much, I think I can speak for the entire X-Wing community, we want to say thank you, Ryan, D, uh, Dallas, everybody who's been involved with Fly Better, even back when it was the Minoc podcast. Most of us would not be here uh, still, especially not trying to do a podcast without the, the road they blazed for us. That was I listened to their final episode. That was one of my favorite parts. Is they they just went back to being the Minoc podcast, like they played yeah. the old Minoc intro and like, oh, they played was, all of the custom intros they yeah. had done over the years. I loved that. But yeah, and the Minoc outro. It was very very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember they had to stop being the Minoc podcast when. Uh, I believe Ryan was doing some contract work for the mouse. Yeah, and I don't think they had to. They were just worried just about it. Just playing it safe. Yeah. yeah. Shout um, out to them, because they're the most respectable podcast I've ever been on. Mm. Same team. Yeah, <laughs> I never got my chance to uh, guest on there. That was, that was kind of one of my bucket list things, get invited to be on a big name podcast, which meant generally win something big. But uh, yeah, they, they've done a whole lot for the, the, the hobby as a whole. Yeah, but I, I mean, to be fair, you were on Scum and Villainy when it was pretty big. True. That's, yeah, that is true, uh, which kind of inspired us to start this podcast. Uh, so other than that, what have we been up to since we last recorded? Uh, Packing. Driving <laughs> abuse. 
Yeah, Did I, a drug test today. It was I studied hard though. So. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> made sure you were up to date on all your drugs. Oh yes, quite familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what's uh, been going on in your neck of the woods? Man, I tell you what, I'm I had a pretty rough day yesterday. I'm having yeah. a rough day today. I just I'm. It's like I tried to do something fun yesterday with the family. Well, the the biggest mistake was taking the whole family. Ah. And so it turned into like a pretty big fiasco. And yeah, I tried to go up to Kansas City and play some, uh, I don't know what you call it, like beer league baseball with a buddy. Mm -hmm. And uh, Archer got hit by a foul ball. Oh, no. And yeah, I just knew too. I was in right field and just like, just something was like, that's your kid. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it took a bouncer, which is insane. Uh, He was in a crowd of people and took a bouncer and it got him. Did he make the play Uh, though? (laughs) <laughs> no, oh, I'm on a foul ball. Uh, let's see. And then uh, somebody told Donna that my truck was going to be behind a parked or a locked gate. She didn't move it, and then she didn't move it, and then she didn't tell me. So I had to drive on the outside of the gate, or like on the outside of the baseball diamond through some trees. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty frustrating. Oh, you had a great Father's Day. Yeah, <laughs> it was wonderful. Everything about being a dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Doug and Alex, you at least uh, call your pops for Father's Day. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, I spent yeah. the majority of last week up until yesterday at a family reunion. I was sick for most of it, so I didn't. Yeah, get same. Much. I've been sick for the last but, uh, since Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what yeah. I've been doing because I've been hanging out with family for the last five days. Yeah. Well, uh, summer colds. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I went up to Omaha for the Game Shop uh, Store Championship. Was a ton of fun. Uh, great store. Every time I've been up to Omaha for X Wing in that area, it's been at a different store, and they're all great up there. And apparently, there's one, uh, the Dragon's Horde, that's supposed to be really good, but they don't do X Wing. Uh, but. Uh, great Sounds time. Like a pretty crappy store then. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, our good friend Pat McDonald running the tournament as he usually runs everything up there. I got to play him in round four. Uh, four rounds where I lost the first round, had a bye the second round, won the next two, figured, yeah, I'm in the cut, and found out they weren't doing a cut. So <laughs> that's actually good because if I had known they weren't doing a cut, I would have been so disgruntled after losing round one. After driving three and a half hours to be knocked out in the first round, I would have been on tilt all day. But it was a great day. I was in a great mood. Uh, a bunch of us walked on over to you know, grab lunch together, getting to meet new people. Uh, I was the only one of our KC folks that came out. Justin Gearing from uh, the Manhattan crew came out and won the whole thing, so he's got his world's invite. A lot of fun. I brought a uh, five-ship resistance list, kind of started with the idea of five T-70s, whittled it down to Temin Wexley and Kare-kun and Elo Asti, and then for the other two spots I put in, uh, on Doug's recommendation, Kaz, and then uh, Lulo Lampar. And Lulo, I think, is definitely the one part that doesn't mix well with that list because, you know, you kind of want him in as a brawler, so the speed is not as useful as it always is. You know, this is going to be a controversial take among Resistance players, but Lulo is never the correct call. She's bad. She's she, right? No, Lulo's a D. He, yeah. okay, he he is objectively one of the worst 
four point chips and resistance. Ah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only lost him once on the day, but it's, again, that was only three three rounds. Anecdotal played, evidence. So, yeah, it's a Z ninety five. It's a Z that's bad. Uh, I got to play a uh, Sam. It's like how, and, to answer your question before, Drew with Barrage Rabbits is always bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's it's an i five Z that can boost, but at the end of the day, if it gets looked at, it dies, and the yeah. the point of the five T seventy list is nothing in that list dies very easily. Like you have to put in time and dedication to kill each ship, but yeah. then Lula's there. Like <laughs> right, I I didn't know what to put on him, so I ran everything with shield upgrade, and that I think honestly, when my uh, opponents would put all of their shots into one ship and it didn't die, that kind of change the calculus of the whole game uh played my first round against sam moorhead great guy uh, i've known him for a while through discord and fun fun time getting to play him in person and then my third round was against uh, lvo champion james stumbo who put up a uh, a great dog fight we just uh absolutely threw haymakers the whole time and uh came out really close so uh fun time i came away like i said in uh fourth with some nifty prizes uh but other than that, uh, anybody else got any related news before we get into some of the topics? Uh, I'm going to Gen Con, I decided. Uh, my wallet be damned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it turns out it's it's uh, it's actually not too expensive of a trip whenever you can drive there, which is going to be pretty easy to do from St. Louis. Yeah, that's yeah, four hours off fun. the drive. Four hours. Yeah, yeah it's a four-hour drive. Oh. And then Brian and I are going to slum it in a hotel that's like 20 25 minutes away so it's not 200 bucks a night yeah um which uh makes it a lot easier so yeah i'm, I'm super excited about that there's uh, a 45 percent chance i just drive up for the weekend i yeah. buy a ticket for the weekend i won't make that decision until the last minute yeah, yeah. so if you're interested because it's going to be a uh, world's open qualifier which i think we'll go into detail a little bit more uh here later but uh that means the top four get world's invites and the winner gets a paid trip, but also just a, a ton of other really cool prizes. Um, and how they're doing it is it's there's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday flight, and then the top X from each of those days go to day two, which will be on Sunday. Uh, currently, there's like 12 people signed up for Saturday. So like, if you want to have a good chance at making day two at a, a big event, go to Gen Con and play on Saturday. Yeah. Man. But not until I've made my decision. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take all the tickets till I get one. But yeah, there's, yeah, there's there's over thirty people on Thursday and Friday, and then there's only twelve signed up. If I have enough is... money left over after we're done moving, I might just grab a ticket just in case. Yeah, it's it's just crazy to me that Saturday is the one that has no people. You would think that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder I if know. there's so many other things going through. on on Saturday. Yeah, that... I wonder. Like right. Gen Con is a massive convention, and there's tons yeah. of stuff going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And they may there might... people who who leave before Saturday or don't want to be at the con on Saturday because it's so crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Or, I don't know. Yeah, so my did. plan is I'm playing Friday, and then Saturday I'm just going to explore the con. Oh I'm god, yeah. I mean, if it. you've never been to a convention like Gen Con, they're incredible. I have not had a chance to make it out to Gen Con. I've been to some other similarly sized like sci-fi and uh, comics cons, but man, uh, I think the biggest gaming convention I went to was Gamehole Con back in '15, I think, up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, oh, just a great time. So, is that yeah. Uh, Gamehole Con is uh, only TTRPG and board game based, so it's uh, about it's roughly the same size as uh, Gary Con up there. If you know, they're mostly D and D specific cons. Uh, 
a friend of mine, Thomas Valley, kind of organizes both of them. I'd say roughly about the same size as Adepticon before Adepticon got really big. So Adepticon, I think, is the largest. Uh, it's the largest, largest wargaming convention. Yeah, wargaming convention. So, mm-hmm. but it's mostly a local uh, Wisconsin thing. Lots of fun, though. Uh, recommend it if you guys, uh, if you can make it out to Gen Con, that's like a pilgrimage every nerd should make once in their life. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Gen Con is just the if Adepticon is the biggest wargaming con, Gen Con is just the biggest general tabletop convention. Yeah, yeah. board games, mm-hmm. RPGs, wargaming, all of it combined. It's uh, general nerd culture too at this point. Yeah, yeah, I believe as well. Yeah, started with uh, tactical studies rules because it started in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, hence Gen Con for Lake Geneva, and has just grown into this huge thing over forty plus years. Yeah, uh, a lot of places, uh, a lot of games use it to debut their new stuff. It's kind of like the uh, where it's where X Wing debuted. Yeah, uh, two thousand twelve. In two thousand twelve, yeah, eleven years ago, mm-hmm. and two point debuted in two thousand eighteen. Yep. True. True. All right. Well, we've talked a bit about, uh, you know, I went to the store championships, and store champ season is upon us. Uh, Did you say snore championships? Store championships, sorry. I've got a bit it. of a... Don't insult. It's terrible in Kansas City right now, so my sinuses are just, like, rebelling against me. Bro, uh, it's been yeah. six days of this crap. Uh, I feel you. Uh, but stores are getting their store championship kits. The season runs all the way through uh, Adepticon next year, but a lot of stores are front-loading their tournaments this summer, trying to get uh, interest up. So let's I talk have also, about... I've heard of stores getting multiple kits as well, though, so I think there's a decent chance we'll have a, lot, a rush of store champs and then more spread out later in the, in the year. Good, because that was a major question a lot of us had had, if stores could order more than one kit. I don't uh, know if they can order more than one like after the fact but i know some stores got more than one mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of places they've got stores that don't do x-wing that are willing to buy a kit and let another store run it so that's perfectly kosher uh anyway let's talk about a bit uh what are store championships uh alex what's the uh the kind of like the basic point of a store championship it is the hot like so, at least how it used to be. In the, I don't know exactly the same, if it's with AMG, but what they used to be is the highest level of casual competition. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not a premier event, but it's basically the it's the local it's the local championship. Basically, right. your store. Um, it's a, it's not a premier event. It's a casual event, but you're still expected to understand the rules of the game and how all the interactions and stuff work. Um, they're also a great time. They're the taste of competitiveness that we get that we used to get on a more regular basis. It was pretty much the glue of competitive X-Wing back in the day. Hopefully it mm-hmm. becomes that again. Yeah, I think it's... a good way to put it is this should not be your first game of X-Wing at a store champ. But if you understand the rules, like you've you've played a dozen games or whatever and like you know you know all of the fundamentals of the game, you should feel free to go to a store champ because it'll be a great time. One hundred percent. It's and everyone uh... is um Friendly and kind. At least they should be, because that's the kind of community we try to foster. Um, yeah, so everyone should be welcoming and friendly. And if you have questions, people will be happy to ask, answer them. Yeah. We mentioned it's like you know the the highest level of casual play or the intro level to organized competitive play. If you're wondering if you know what we often refer to as competitive level X wing is something you're interested in, a store champ is a great place to. Uh, kind of get your first taste of that it's competitive but not bloodthirsty if that makes sense (laughs) uh well x-wing as a whole kind of isn't but it's uh you're gonna have a lot of fun probably my one qualm with uh store champs giving worlds invites is that 
Uh, I don't think it'll be a huge issue because there's so many store champs. Like it's, you're always going to have another chance pretty much, but uh, it does feel a little bad to advertise it as that level of competitive, but then have a, an invite to world championship on the line. Okay. I can kind of see that. Uh, Greg, uh, you started out with casual tournaments and then went right to a regional. Uh, What was your first? Yeah. What was your first store champ, Greg? I didn't do any. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, you didn't do a store championship you until. You never played in a store champ. Nope. I'm trying to think. No, because you were. I mean, uh, other than other than the one that I won, that was called a store champ, but they had nothing on the line except for that coin. That's the only one I've ever been to. Yeah, that was back uh, when uh, they were. The store but no, that one was an actual store champ. That yeah, was... that was the Huskarl one. Yeah, it was, yeah. but there wasn't you know any like uh, invites. But uh, let's see. Right, uh, this no. is the first time they've ever done invites, though. Yeah, oh, he, regionals bias back in the yeah, oh, regional bias. Bias. yeah. So when but I they, got into X Wing, I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I think I wasn't around for uh, store champs, right? Or because maybe I didn't understand what they were. Well, the uh, the last store champ season they did was in the dying days of 1.0, and you were deployed. Oh, gone, yeah. yeah, yeah, you were doing pre deployment stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so for a brief history of store champs, they started out because there there used to be regionals, which uh, at least for this current OP season, there are not going to be for AMG. Uh, but so store champs used to give you a buy in the first round of a regional, and then winning a regional got you an invite to worlds, like a guaranteed seat at worlds, and it got you a buy at nationals. A buy at nationals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nationals um, got you a free trip and a buy at worlds. Yeah, um, which then uh, either after first edition or late in first edition they scratched that. I think it was second edition, and they switched to there were store champs into hyperspace trials. Which yeah, is a whole store. different discussion of convoluted. Yeah, well, the first time they were just um, hyperspace trials, right? They were no store champs before. Right. There yeah, were, they but changed... that store champ kit was significantly reduced. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was basically a, basically a for a casual kit. Yeah, and then right before COVID, they came out with new actual store champ kits, which is where the if you ever see the metal focus token coins, mm-hmm. they'll stay store yes, champ yes. twenty twenty on the back. That was for winning those. Yeah, it was right. supposed to be for winning those store champs, and then COVID happened, so there were only like a dozen of them. Um, <laughs> Doug and Alex, can't yeah. you guys both basically field the whole list with those giant? Yeah, we used that Adepticon is... prize tickets on them. Yeah, Adepticon, they had boxes full of them because they didn't have any store champs. They were giving and them out so they for were a ticket to for... pop. Yeah. Like... Gosh. Yeah. Uh, but going to store champs now, they they do have some pretty cool prizes in the kit. Uh, just for going, you get. Uh, some alt art cards and a round tracker card, which is really useful. A lot of us have, and it now comes in the starter kits, the kind of dial style round trackers. But this is a really simple, just about the size of one of the standardized loadout cards. And it's got one through 12 on there. And you can just use a little token or whatnot to move along there and uh, visually identify for both players what round it is. I found that it's really cool to put that in the... uh, like on the side of the the mat near the center. So after you finish the end phase, one player moves the round tracker up so you can both definitely see what round it is at all times uh, instead of each player keeping their own and might be getting desynced. It's a really neat little thing. Plus, if you make the top eight, there's some more alt art cards and uh, tokens they give out. And then, of course, the world's invite for the winner. Uh, up in Omaha, they had a lot of extra little stuff they give out, and a lot of stores will do that. They'll have some of their own prizes from past tournaments they've done, or local leagues. Or store uh, credit, or something. Yeah, store yeah. credit, things like that. Yeah, as usual, every time I've gone up to Omaha, I've managed to win store credit and had to try and burn it all before I leave. I got some really cool RPG dice with it this time, so... Uh, 
There is supposed to be a 16-player minimum, they've said, and there's been a lot of discussion about this, whether if there's less than 16 players, are the invites invalid? Is there any way to check this? There's going to be debate going all over on the internet for it, but I think the solution is just hey, get more people out to the tournaments and you don't have to worry about that. So here's my thing. is Say, uh, say they do everything especially with 16 people pre-register to come, and someone has a car problems on the way and can't come the other 50 players just screwed out of a store championship well no i would say yeah i'd say in that case you put the player in as a blank for the first round but then why don't we do that for but he's not going to come his his car is dead it's in another city right you shouldn't put a blank in for that person you should just run it with 15 people and then give the person the invite anyway like the the thing is this rule has existed since ffg really the yes the the reason this has become such a controversy is because somebody well-intentioned but poorly thought out took a screenshot of a store asking AMG for clarification and AMG clarified their own rule because duh they're not going to be they're not going to make a rule and say no don't follow it but the point is is it gives them a way to cancel an invite if they have to Okay. Like it, it is not meant to be a you have to have 16 people or this is invalid and if it we're is, just going to fill is, it out with buys yeah. or drops for one person, why can't we say we did that for eight people? Yeah, so eight people. The point is, play. your store has to be able to fill sixteen tables. Like you have to be able to hold a, at least sixteen people at the tournament. Yeah. So, like the point is, it has to be able to reach a certain size. And, and every store wants as many people to come as possible because that's how they make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely more of a preventing like uh, the local game store that's isolated from all the others, and their players have a very like superiority complex, so they just don't invite people. And then one of the four gets an invite or whatever. You can they can now cancel that if they have to. It is mm. it's not meant to be it's not meant to gatekeep. It's meant to give them the excuse to cancel it if necessary. Okay, makes a, makes a lot of good sense. But we again, like you just said, we want to see as many people out there. Of as course, possible. and the store every store wants that too because that's yeah. how they make their living. And mm-hmm. AMG's not going to disincentivize places from running store champs in case they can't get sixteen people. That would be stupid. Yeah, like the point of store champs is to grow the community, not put a random hard cap on it and punish people for not reaching it. That makes some good sense. Uh, We do have some local ones in the area that have been announced uh, out in Manhattan, Kansas, in Independence uh, Game Cafe where we play, uh, down in Republic by Springfield, Missouri, and there's one uh, coming up uh, in uh, the St. Louis area as well, I believe. Right, guys? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, O'Fallon, Illinois, the one. Fairview, Illinois, Fairview, yeah, and then yeah, Miniature Market insane. will get one. I don't think they've said it yet, but they ordered kits, and mm-hmm. uh, there will be at least two or three in St. Louis. Yeah, uh, we'll post a list of uh, some of the ones in the Midwest in the Tashi Station Radio Facebook group in case some of y'all who are listening locally or if you feel like making a road trip out uh, would like to attend. We'd love to see it, some of these. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The more the merrier. I am 100% coming back for game cafes, at least. I, uh, it's my dad's birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, have to figure that out. Bring your dad. <laughs> I, he doesn't play X-Wing. He said, quote, if I can't have a Death Star, I don't want to play. And I said, that's a strong point. Yeah. Uh, what if you, like, just had him fly a TIE Swarm but made them all Death Star minis? See, he flew the TIE Fighters in the, the starter game, and he said, if I don't get a Death Star, I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> what if he flew eight Death Stars? So that's a that's an educated comment. He didn't just like Yeah, he's, so uh, he's played he made game. his choice. Yeah. 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 He, he played the he won the starter game 
against me. Yeah. And, he said, and yet you stuck with x <laughs> Your father is evil. But for those of you whose dad's birthday isn't July 29th, uh, (laughs) that's when the Game Cafe store champ will be. And yeah, we would absolutely love to see anybody who wants to come there. I will literally be flying back from Phoenix from our national convention on the 28th. So I'm going to have to like have my list built before I leave and hope there's no like major points or rules change while I'm gone. Because otherwise I'll be like, huh, what? (laughs) Uh, It'll be fun. Uh, Doug, you mentioned that the uh, event at Gen Con is going to be a Worlds Open qualifier. What are those? Uh, so they are kind of a, I mean, the closest analogy would be like either Nationals or like System Opens. They are like convention level events. Um, so like the, uh, I mean, Adopticon's World, so it won't be it. But uh, like Gen Con will be one. Um, Nova Open will be one, which Nova is another big gaming convention. Uh, they announced one in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, where's if, Nova it, at? Is that in the North East Coast? Northern Virginia? North, yeah, Northern Virginia. Okay, the DC area essentially. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so they are uh, they. I think it's Republic themed, or what the prizes are this time. But like, it's it's lots of alt arts and punch boards, mm-hmm. uh, and then like the top X will get templates that are all Jedi themed, and then the winner gets, and then the top four get a world's invite. The winner gets a paid trip. Worlds and gets a sweet Coruscant look, looking template tray. Um, awesome. But yeah, so they're they're they are the the step between Worlds and Store Champs now, um, which will be the equivalent of like a national. So your your premier competitive event, but they are still an amazing time. And I would highly encourage anybody who gets the chance to go to one to go to one uh, because they are they're great. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Now we didn't actually talk about this after Depticon, but Doug, you had uh, gotten the free room and board from uh, winning. Uh, the St. Louis Grand Championship. How is that? Is it like, are they putting you up in a fancy, fancy hotel? Or Yes, it was very nice. It was, uh, uh, so Schaumburg, or no, Schaumburg is where it was. The I don't remember the hotel chain that Adepticon's actually in, uh, but it was one of the, the sister hotels of it that they had free shuttles to and from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a very nice, fancy, like, king-size bed, single-bedroom hotel room that was very nice. Sweet. Well, it was supposed to be solo. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, these events are you know one of the good uh, bonuses to go to things like Gen Con or PAX or some of these conventions. Will likely, if they've got a local X Wing presence, someone will be running it. Uh, I know there's an issue right now where uh, with is it Gen Con that they've said that. Uh, Gold Squadron might not be able to stream the tournament, but yeah, they haven't. Figure... They haven't confirmed, but currently AMG doesn't have the space for streaming, uh, which is because Gen Con's a massive event, and like they're... X-wing is not the only tournament going on at Gen Con. Oh God, no! Uh, by <laughs> by a, a wide margin, a wide margin, yeah. Uh, so, but in general, yeah, these are the type of events that Gold Squadron will travel to to mm-hmm. uh, have somebody streaming at, um, and I think they're going to do everything they can to get Gen Con streamed. It's just it's just out of their hands currently, and I'd assume that like for these type of events, world's open qualifiers would probably be AMG and the event organizer organizing those, and not like a local store. I have no idea how these actually would get set up. Like uh, it, Frontline Gaming has done a lot of them. Has done uh, some of them. Okay, yeah. yeah, they they did LVO. I remember, and they've yeah, done like the, they uh, they contract them out to event organizers a lot of times. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. 
or so uh, then people like, who've done TOing at a lot of events, like, yeah, like AMG might reach out to them and be like, hey, are you willing to run at this convention? Yada, yeah, yada. so things like the Las Vegas Open, uh, which like, is in and of itself a wargaming convention. Uh, yeah, like Chris Allen is running Gen Con, for example. Yeah. Okay. He ran Adepticon as well. And he ran Worlds yeah. Adepticon, yeah. So things like uh, Warfare Weekend, where they held the St. Louis Grands back in 2019, might be able to theoretically swing one of these. Yeah, that would be really cool if they can. Uh, I don't know if they if there's an organizer that'd be willing to run it or not. Um, and I don't know when Warfare, like I don't know when you have to submit that you're running events and whatnot. So it might not be this year, but it, it'd be hey, cool does, to see you, in the you'll, you'll be local there. You can TO. I have never TO'd an X-Wing event <laughs> that's been bigger than 16 people. Yeah, Doug's, like Doug's never done a regional. Though. Like, Doug assisted yeah. to a regional. Mm. Well, he used to do the chess stuff, too, so you never did. I mean, when yeah. I was a teenager, I helped run tournaments. But yeah, I've, I've never I've never been the, the main organizer of events like that. He's never yeah. been the marshal. At a big I event. also, I don't really want to, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a lot of work. Tournament. Nobody, yeah, yeah. there's, yeah. Uh, I, I have immense respect for anybody who runs tournaments, but it is not something I particularly want to do. Yeah. One of the cool things. a lot I... of special kind of brain that handles logistics crap like that. Yeah. One of the cool things I do like that AMG has done with the store championship and the World Open qualifier kits is that there is an additional set of top-tier prizes for the organizer or marshal. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times it's, okay, well, I'm going to be TOing an event of this size. I can't play. You still get something cool out of it. Uh, you know, it's not... For a moment there, when I was first reading it, I thought it meant that the TO and the first place... Uh, player would get a world's invite so i was like oh yeah i will absolutely volunteer to to a tournament to get a free world's invite sadly no It'd be pretty convenient yeah well they used to do that with magic if you were a level three or above judge back in the day if you were basically eligible to judge a pro tour qualifier event you could get uh basically room and board if you were going to judge a pro tour event and they basically pay to have you come along for that uh, I never got to do that because I was competing at the time, but I wonder if that's, you know, that's another question. Would would X-Wing benefit from, like, a certified judge slash certified marshal program? I don't think I it's don't big think enough. It's, it's not big enough yet. Hmm. Yeah, uh, like, the, the judges we have are doing an amazing job already. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, and also, you have to, like, if you're having certified judging and stuff like that, I mean, you also probably have to pay them, which I know, like, in the past, some of the big events have like paid minimum wage to judges and things, but like in general, if you're going to have certified judges, they probably have to have incentives to do it, uh, which means the prices of every tournament have to go up in order to compensate for that. Like, yeah, Wizards of the uh, Coast did it with like special judge. But, uh, but Wizards of the Coast like has is also money. a billion, but yeah, they're yeah, a billion a, dollar company. Yeah, and uh, has like money tournaments where you can charge a lot yeah, more for money's on the line because there's cash incentives. Right. Yeah, plastic. Like, is this on is the line and yeah, this is for acrylic. Like you can't really get away with charging more than like thirty five bucks for a tournament, or people would be like, yeah, "Why am I playing?" Worlds, even the yeah. world's event costs twenty five dollars. Yeah, it's just everything true. else on top of it. But like, yeah. we're not playing for money. The most, the most valuable thing on the line is a free flight. Like, true, true. Uh, I don't think we need. I don't think there's any need for that at the size X wing is. We're probably the size X wing will ever be. Ooh, That's on fair. that note. My Adepticon prize is just shipped. I also just got that email. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hopefully it will get here in less than two weeks, or we will Forwarding not be here to address. get it. <laughs> yeah. 
But one of the cool things about Store Champ season is uh, we've mentioned road tripping for X-Wing a lot. It used to be a real big thing out here in the Midwest because being in Kansas City, centrally located to everything, we'd have anywhere from 12 to 18 Store Champ level tournaments within a three to four hour drive. And that was, yeah, I hesitate to say the glory days because there's always still room so, to improve. I think regionals are actually where the road tripping yeah, aspect regionals is still, were, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I understand if they're ramping up to it, but I hope they do bring regionals back at some point because they're... Mm-hmm. That there was, was something just very cool about pinnacle. when there's only like half a dozen within like six hours of you or something, it's a lot easier to motivate a group of people to all travel together to something. Yeah. Whereas it's when we like, take 12 people to Omaha for a regional or to Tulsa mm-hmm. for a regional. like Yeah, there's just something very cool about that. Yeah. And it's a lot uh, harder to get people to travel to a specific store champ when there's like six others in the next month and a half. Like Right. That's that's why I'm hoping that, you know, after we get this initial rush, we see them spread out a little more, which makes me think those ones will probably be higher attended after this initial rush. Uh, but we've done a lot of those. You know, Greg, you're all the way out there in, you know, the Topeka area, so almost everything's a road trip for you. Uh, you and Tyler tend to make trips a lot out to Manhattan or, uh, you know, KC for stuff. What was, was Omaha back in uh, 18, your first road trip nice. for Oh, that was. Um, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I just happened to make it with Donna and nobody else because I wasn't like close to anybody at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we knew you, but yeah, like we were like getting cool, but like yeah, because like, that you've been playing for about time. six months at that time, I think. Yeah, I hadn't been playing for very long. I mean, I, re- you- I remember used to I used to borrow or I used to bother Alex on Facebook and be like. <laughs> Father feels questions. like a strong word. I'm, I don't always happy to answer questions. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. have you at the time. He's lying. <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised how many people used to randomly message me for list mm-hmm. advice. Right when I started, I remember, because uh, it was during like a regional season, and I think both Doug and Alex won a regional that season. 2018 was a good year. <laughs> yeah, well, it was around 2017 when I started because... Uh, Alex, you had won the Game Cafe Regional, and Doug, you had won the Omaha Regional in 2017. The week before. That was 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah. Was it 18? Yeah. No, Omaha 2018 was the one you came in second. It was 2018. It was, it was before no. Christmas, yeah. but it was the 2018 right. Regional season. Right, 2018 season, yeah. So, uh, yeah, because uh, the that 2018 when we all went up to Omaha, no. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, because no, no, was, it, 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 it was it was the world's prep uh, that when we all uh, we almost all made it up to worlds as well. Because I remember, uh, Greg, it was like your first travel tournament, and you finished close to the top twenty. Uh, Alex, did you make cut at that one? No, I got knocked out. Yeah, because I remember. Uh, that's right, because uh, myself, Doug, uh, Ryan Kraus, uh, Ricky White. And I think someone else from the crew that came with us made cut. No, yeah, no, it was four of us that made top 16, and thankfully we didn't have to play any of each other in the top 16. Doug played uh, Kraus. That's right. Did you? Was that top yeah. 16 or top 8? I played Kraus in top 16. Okay. But that was a uh, that was a fun time driving all the way up to Omaha, making the long drive back. It was my first time, uh, again, road tripping for a tournament and making cut at a major tournament. Store championships just bring that kind of, of feel to them. Even if it's your local one, for a lot of players, this is going to be their first time doing something big. And seeing a newer player make the cut is always just incredible. Uh, 
man, I'm you know I'm thinking back now because you know. Sorry, Greg, I will you, say that is like going way back to your your store champ not having a cut. That is probably the biggest bummer. I've seen a lot of store champs recently not have cuts, and I get it. Cuts extend the length of the tournament by usually a minimum of like three hours, and it's nice for everybody to get out earlier. But man, as a new player, making a cut was always like the goal the dream yeah yeah, cuts, yeah. um yeah, let's cut to top four guys <laughs> yeah and and like and as you said like if you'd known round one that your loss eliminates you from the chance of having the world's invite like that's kind of a, a bummer yeah um, yeah i mean if it's local if i if i drove you know 10 minutes to the store then okay well i still get to play it a couple right, more but rounds somebody else but, drove longer but even then <laughs> like if 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 your goal is to try and get the world's invite like and Obviously, there's the point of like if your goal is to win, don't lose. Um, yeah. But but there is it is a bummer to like as soon as you lose for the first time, it's done. Like that, that be eliminated twenty off. minutes into a tournament. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get it. Like if if it's less than sixteen people, you can get away without running a cut, and like the person who goes undefeated should get the invite, and that's fine. But if you have the ability to run a cut, like you should run a cut. Cuts are cool. Yeah, I believe it's that you're supposed to do cut to a top four if you are 17 to 32. Yeah, but the trick 30, is it, but, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's, right. so it, it, it's always on the store discretion. Run it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, my point is that cuts are fun and yes. they're very exciting for cut. new players. And I, I yeah, remember like, back in the day, I used to watch you guys make yeah. cuts. And I used to. I think literally the only people who don't think cuts are worth it are people who've been playing for way too long and no longer get excitement from whether they make the cut or not. Yeah. And so for them, it's just extra time. But those are not <laughs> the people you should cater to. You should cater to new players and players who are excited about the game. Yeah, like yeah. Doug and I spent, like, for our first year of playing X-Wing before we made cuts, that was literally the only goal we talked about was how do we yeah. make cut? Yeah. Like, it was a huge motivator. And it's, I don't know, that's... I kind of, I kind of hate that it doesn't feel as big as it used to, but hopefully it will again soon because I haven't yeah. made one in a while. <laughs> I mean, I start, I started playing in the summer of 2016, and I did not make cut at a tournament until early uh, 2018. The the Mocan State Fair uh, was the first time I'd made cut at a tournament because I played, you know, two to three times a week, uh, you know, two to three nights a week, and just proceeded to get my ass handed to me. I think I was the uh, the king of the one in three bracket at any local tournament, and then finally started turning it around. And God, I remember that felt good, uh, dude. I remember if I could win, if I could go fifty fifty at a tournament, and if it mm -hmm. was a three rounder, if I could win two games, then I was a winner. Yeah, like I just remember being I'm like, okay, up. you know, I've I've won my first game. Okay, go into my second game, get smashed. And then it's like, okay, just win this last one or whatever. Or just and, have a good uh, game. Yeah, just to just to not feel like you know got punched in the head. Yeah, and I was talking to uh, two of our new local players, uh, married couple Justin and Sarah, who had made the trip out to the uh, scrub down two with the other weekend. They had uh, Sarah had worked a night shift and then drove directly from work to Miniature Market to play and went two and four. Uh, she she ended up in the same like one two three with Greg and I, and I thought, oh man, driving all this way to have uh, less than fifty percent record. I hope that's not disheartening. Oh no, she was overjoyed that on no sleep and you know having been up for by the the last round she'd been up for seventeen hours, still pulling out a two and four. That's the kind of road tripping feeling that is great about this game. Uh, that you know. 
when you make that first cut, when when you get your when you earn your first prizes at a tournament, that's like an OP tournament. That's a great feeling, and I love that that's finally back. Yeah, I got I got really lucky that my first regional I went to, which was Dugganar's third tournament. Um, I managed in to preparation somehow for the escalation tournament. The yes, tournament. Yeah. that was. <laughs> oh God, remember escalation? God, the beginning actually was ridiculous. Yeah, so. But, I don't know if we've told the story on the podcast. Sorry, it's so we'll finish so your first. No, so we can tell the story. We can start here. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I found X Wing in like late October, early November of 2014. 2014 yeah. Um, Told me about it. My, my dad and I were Christmas shopping, and we stopped by a game store and saw it, and then bought the corset, played a game, went back the next day, and bought Rebel and Imperial Aces, and I was hooked since. Uh, anyway, then I introduced Middle to it, and then I moved to Kansas City like six months later. Uh, and so as I'm preparing to move to Kansas City, uh, he found the Geekery, the which Mokan was... The X-Wing group. Yeah, the Mokan, yeah. and the Geekery was running an Escalation tournament, which was a... This is back in 100-point first edition days. It was mm-hmm. a 30-point list in the first round, and then 60 points in the second, 90 points in the third, 120 points in the fourth. So you added 30 points to your list every round. Yep. Uh, and so in preparation for figuring out how tournaments worked, we uh, went on the Facebook group and found that... Lawrence, which was like 45 minutes away, was having a standard 100-point tournament the yeah, weekend I moved into town. Yeah, like three weeks before the escalation. So we went to that, had a blast. Uh, yeah, the next week, Columbia... On Thursday, we went on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> the next weekend, Columbia was having a 100-point tournament, so we went to that, had a blast. The weekend after that, Game Cafe was having a regional. So, <laughs> so we, we went to a regional <laughs> our third week of playing X-Wing. Yeah, had an amazing rounds. time. All of this to prepare to get ready for the Escalation Tournament. <laughs> but the fourth at, week at the Geekery, which is our local store. At that <laughs> regional, I happened to somehow go 4-2 and two and came home with acrylic shield tokens from Top 16 on my first tournament, like first real tournament. That was a huge, amazing feeling. It was only a cut to Top 8, so I missed the cut. But like just the those cool tokens like we never we had no idea what to expect we had no it was so cool those frosted light blue shield tokens yeah i was what what is still in that apartment one (laughs) (laughs) well i have nine of them one of them is missing (laughs) it has been for many years uh yeah so i mean uh competitive competitive play it's weird i mean doug and i didn't mean to but we got dunked right into competitive play and then the about three weeks like, after yeah. that region, about three four weeks after that regional, we see Worlds tickets are going back on sale. So what a whim! We buy tickets for Worlds. We can't afford to go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this on is a whim. this is both when we're working minimum wage minimum and theatrical at construction. It does, yeah, yeah, and. Like, uh... So you yeah. didn't go, you just bought No, we, no went. we went. We went. Uh, just lived off ramen for about three for, months afterwards. We Bob paid us to help with some like cleaning and remodeling at his gas station. Yeah. Um, so we drove to and from St. Louis like for the Don't five weeks before Worlds to work at yeah. Bob's gas station for extra mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we kind of competitive. I'm glad it's back. And uh, I do hope yeah. to see regional skin. Yeah, you're talking about like all those tournaments. I remember, so I started as an Armada player and I would go to the Geekery to play Armada because nobody in Topeka. And then that's what I found for Armada stuff. And then uh, my buddy, who was playing Armada with me, uh, got out of the army, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm tired of waiting on you to play games. What about Mm X-Wing? And I stared at X-Wing for a long time, and I was like, okay, I'll buy some stuff. And I bought some stuff. And then I was like, well, let's just see what there is out. And then I look, and there's like a tournament every weekend, and there was like 
There was you a know, Veterans Day other tournament weekend, at least. Living, yeah. and, well, that one, but I'm just saying, like, just in general. Oh, like, yeah. There was a time where Doug and I could play or... X-Wing three out of every four weekends if we wanted to in a tournament. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There was times where Sometimes you could play on Saturday. Weekend. Yeah, there'd be yeah, a Friday night into a Saturday or, or a or Saturday, Saturday into a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Right. And granted, this was peak first edition popularity. Yeah. which this was 2015, right after, like, 2016. Like, right after Force Awakens came out. Yeah. And, but yeah. Indeed. Either way, those those were good old days. Yeah. They were indeed. So for people who are now, you know, if you've just started playing X-Wing in the last three and a half years, this is probably and most likely going to be your first introduction into organized play. Uh, what kind of advice could we give, guys, that is for new players to prepare for tournaments like this uh, and, you know, kind of to, to get yourself ready? What are some uh, tips and tricks we'd give? Yeah, have fun, first off. It's yeah. playing a game. There's no money yeah. on the line. We're just playing a game. Have fun. Everyone's there to have fun. Don't be a dick. Don't let yeah. people be a dick to you. If you are um, a very competitive, like goal-focused person, have your stretch goal or whatever, but also set a realistic goal. So like if you're a new player, like if your stretch goal is making the cut, then have a realistic goal of going five hundred or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that way you can you make sure you have a good time either way. And but also don't tie all of your fun to that goal. Like yeah. everybody everybody has bad tournaments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, look, I've been playing for seven years, and 500 is still my goal in every tournament I go 100%, to. 100%. 100%. Me too. Uh, yeah. I've looked at it, and uh, Greg and I are almost neck and neck on this because I've been tracking all of us since second edition started, and Greg and I are neck and neck at, like, 500 overall at all tournaments averaging. So we're, we're meeting our goals, buddy. I mean, that's good. I mean, winning more than you lose is, is really all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. Um. But also, don't, never be afraid to call a judge for any reason. Yes, your opponent should 100%. be your opponent should be thrilled that you're calling a judge if you have a question. If they don't want to call a judge, call a judge more. Yeah, like, yeah. Call I a judge it is literally the judge's job. And any question, call, any call concern, any rules question, any if any measurement, any maneuver you want them to do because you're worried it might go off the board, yeah. call a judge. Yeah, call a judge. When in doubt. Judge arc, out. Yeah, arc checks. Call a judge. There were a number of times, and uh, I'm not going to call out opponents, where it's been, oh, hey, I got this shot. Hey, it looks like that's out of arc. Should we call a judge? And they've been like, nah, I think I, I think we can probably roll for it. And I'm like, no, we're going to call a judge for this. Don't roll and for it. Call a judge. Call a judge. That's what they're there for. Because no. then you feel bad about the roll if you lose, mm -hmm. and then you Just feel like, oh, I should have called a judge. When in doubt, call a judge. Yeah. Call a judge to ask if you should call a judge. If it's yeah. your first tournament, legitimately ask the judge if yeah. that's something you could ask the judge. Like, hey, I bothered Terry so many times. I was like, oh, God, he's probably sick of me. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, I need a judge. You know, whatever. And like, I mean, no, literally the judge is saying. Right. And I was yeah. just like, no, I'm going to ask the judge because I'm not going to make that call of, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah. I would like to say that if you're a new player and you've never been to a tournament, um, try to feel out your super local smaller tournaments um figure out your pace of play know that you need to have an adequate True. pace of play these games, are timed. these games are timed yeah um yeah. now at your friday night or your saturday morning whatever tournaments and they're super local that's where you go and you learn your pace of play that's where you go and you learn other people's lists you should know your list and this is not me talking strictly, obviously, because I am a super casual player. It is just me saying that you know you and how you play, and there are times when you need to adjust your pace of play um, to make it a little faster for tournament play or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that somebody else can articulate that better than I can. 
No, yeah. you, make, you make a really good point that, uh, you know, know your list well enough that you know how it works. Um, and then don't be afraid to ask questions about your opponent's list. Yeah. Absolutely. And as Always far as ask questions of, about your opponent's list. Yeah. As far as pace of play goes, it's hard because certain lists function differently, especially with scenarios on like how frequently mm-hmm. they'll go to time versus how frequently they'll finish. But in general, if you never finish games before time, you could probably pick up your pace of play. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, 100% of your games go without reaching 20 points. At least some of it is on you. Yes. Uh, I think that's pretty fair to say. That's true. And hey, I'm, uh, I'm a list player that plays lists that have bombs, so that's extra yeah. time. I always have five to six ships, so that's extra time. You yeah. have to acknowledge that you have this list. Now, if you have ships that go forward and you, know, you take a focus or a barrel roll, okay, those are your your minimal options, but when you have ships that can do wild things and you need to be um, respectful to your opponent and uh, play the game, because if you don't play at a respectable pace, then you're disallowing the other person to play the game. And yes, it is a game, but they want to play too. You need to be self-aware about this because X-Wing players are too nice. They will not call you out on it because it's awkward. Like and, and because I'm this too. Yeah. I have been, play is like they said about porn in court. I know it when I see it. Like I yeah, feel seen no here, guys. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> too nice I, to call people on it. I hear you. I hear you. It's me. Games, I do it. <laughs> yeah, but like I've had games where I'm absolutely infuriated because of yes. the pace of play, but I will not call them out for it because it's a social game and you don't want to be that guy. You don't need to. We'll just that like, just message each other on Facebook about it. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> during the game. <laughs> but the big thing is you don't you don't want to have to put people in that situation. Yeah, like, you don't want to be... Yeah. Um, you don't want to get the reputation for being the person at tournaments that takes forever to play. Yeah. Or at yeah. casual nights or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just, just try to be a little self-aware of it. And as a new player, it's perfectly fine if it takes you a little bit longer because you're <laughs> getting to know the game. You don't... Like, I, I can look at somebody's list and know what everything does, which I do not expect people to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, it's fine if you have to take time and learn stuff. It's just something you should be cognizant of and, like, try to improve. Yeah. And I still ask if, people if I need to hurry up. I'm like, yeah. hey, how did, I, how, did, how did I, like, am I going too slow? Is this a thing? And, you know, I'm yeah. like, hey, tell me the truth. Well, on the I other side, to- on the other hand of that, like, I play super fast and my dials are always down before my opponents. And I'll have mm-hmm. a lot of opponents apologize about that. And I'm like, I'm playing fast. You're t- you're fine. Um, mm-hmm. So don't let, don't feel rushed. I, I tell there. people, I have a but, phrase that I use. And so like, Alex, when I play against you, well, okay, that's the opposite. So like, if I was to play fast, sometimes when I'm playing a list that I fly in a swarm, I don't have to think about things too much. And I'm like, I'll set my dials. And then I will say, I'm, I'm set, you know, no uh, I'm set, Be re- you know, you're ready when, I'm ready whenever you are. Yeah, so that's why because you're just saying like, "Hey, this is me," and now whatever you you know, you're not saying like, "Hey, take forever," but you're just saying, "I went fast. I know what I would like to do now. I know you're still thinking." I also like to say, "This is a really important turn." Yeah, when somebody is sitting there staring at their dial, I'm like, "Hey, man, this is a really important turn." You know, like this is okay that you take double the time because I understand how you feel about this turn. On the other side. Like, think about what you're going to do before it comes around. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's easier say, for some on, people than on the other others. side. If you just apologize because you're taking a while, that usually relieves a lot of the tension because oh, you're yeah. aware of it. You're like, yeah. like as long as it's not a like I take ten minutes for every dial, but I apologize. 
Yeah, right. know, like, that's my, if you recognize the bathroom, that, but I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you recognize that you're taking a while and apologize for it, that's usually enough because they know that you're aware of it. You're not intentionally slowing down the pace of the game or whatever. Right. Um, the the main takeaway is just be cognizant, be aware, be self aware of how be much friendly, time you're taking to set your dials. Yeah. Yeah. yeah think uh, of how you would like to be told. And I also want to emphasize all of this is pretty niche. Like this is not a common problem. So don't hear us talking about this and being like, and be worried about being slow played at tournaments or worried about being a slow player. Like it is usually extreme cases that just stick out in our mind because yeah, it's just a pet peeve that can trigger some pretty strong. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) do not let this deter you from going to your local game night or your local tournament or your store champ or your world's open qualifier or whatever, like go and have a good time. It's, Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably yeah, not. Go. Yeah, always. Like, this is go. the pinnacle of X Wing. Like, yeah. and on a flip side of what we've been talking about, we've been talking about new players, experienced players. Uh, as we are going to be going back into the store championship, recognize there are going to be a lot of new players out there, and it's yeah, our responsibility. Yeah, we're playing for pinks. Give me this a model. My community, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be that guy. Be. Be welcoming to new players. Be willing to uh, help them along. Uh, one of the things, and I have seen judges call people on this, there's a time to offer advice, and it's not during the game. Uh, yeah, unsolicited advice is also just generally never a good idea. Yeah, after the game, it's always good. Like If I've been playing a new player and I notice mistakes they made during the game, uh, one of the things I'll say is, hey, do you mind if I point out something I noticed? And... If they're in a bad mood, no, let them be. But if someone's new and wanting to get better, be willing to share what you know. Like if I say, hey... Uh, I mean, I'll also do that during game. If someone, if the math says what a correct choice is, like on spending modifiers, I'm going to tell my opponent what the yeah. correct choice is. Oh, exactly. That's one thing. But if, for example, if I have an opponent who's flying a lot of uh, shieldless, low-agility ships and they decide they're going to joust my three-attack, heavily-shielded ships... I'm going to say, look, that probably wasn't the best uh, the choice here on how your list should engage. You know, can I give you a couple you know, ideas? And a lot of times, if you're coming across with it sincerely and you're not talking down to or condescending to people, uh, I know when I was new, I loved learning from people who beat me as to how can I fly my list better? And 90% of the time it was fly a different list. But... Uh, I know, you know, Doug and Alex, you guys were super patient with me uh, the first, like, two years I played and helped me learn, okay, no, it's better for you to take a focus here than to boost. It's better for you to have three modded dice than four unmodded dice in most cases. Those kind of things are the what we now have ingrained as instinct and basics. But store champs are, for a lot of these new players, going to be the first time they are coming up against people who are more experienced and know these things by heart and we want to share our knowledge so that they become us one of my favorite moments at x-wing and i don't remember what stream it was or what tournament but andrew bunn who was a big player in second edition uh there's a moment where he's on stream and it's a live mic for whatever reason i don't know if like dion had to step away or something but uh he's literally just having a conversation with his opponent as he's deciding whether he should barrel roll with his ship and it's like they're both just openly having a discussion of what they think the, the correct strategy is yeah. and this is like in a cut of like a nationals or something like that <laughs> and it's i just love it because like to me that's that's so great like yep. it, it, it is a game it. and it's fine to take competitively but like 
who cares, man? We're pushing around spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are, Doug and I like that's Doug and I play that way with our opponents in tournaments too. Like yeah, we, yeah. We'll talk yeah. it out with our opponents, um, mm-hmm. each other and or he, other opponents. He, like. Here's a caveat I'm going to throw in on that: be sincere and non-manipulative. If you do that to manipulate your opponent, that's poor sportsmanship. And I will actually own up to having done this. And when it was pointed out, I realized it and I felt really bad about it. Be sincere and honest. There's no need to try and trick your opponent by misleading them. Now, if, for example, if I point all my ships into one side of the board like I'm going to joust, and then I just go one forward, that's range controlling. But if I sit there and go, oh, gosh, you've absolutely blocked my move if you barrel roll, and you barrel roll, and then I do a different move, that's dickish of me, and I should not do that. That's, that's not how the game should be played. Uh, if you're going to discuss things with your opponent, do it with an open and sincere heart because you'll love the game, not because you're trying to force them into an uh, outcome that's advantageous to you. Also, open, open information in t- more new players. Open information is open information. Um, ask your opponent what their lists do. Um, ask if you can see their dial if you don't know uh, before they've said it. But, or yeah. after, like you can't hurt that. No, I'm kidding. Record, there is... There is it, it, very, very, very little closed information in the next one. What a dial is specifically set at is closed, and what the unrevealed illicit on the Razor Crest title is. is (laughs) I'm pretty sure those are the only two things that are closed information. Uh, Uh, What damage card is face? Which Zamp card you have down? Yeah, yeah, which okay, which card, card, and, and, and which damage, damage card is down on the fireball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a difference between uh, open information, secret information, which is what we just talked about there, and closed yeah. information. Closed information is what Nobody damage knows. cards are. Yeah, what damage cards are face down on your car on your ship that is not destroyed. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: when a ship is destroyed, you get to see what all the damage cards on it are. Uh, that that's something I've never seen anyone do, and it's only applicable. If you're like it's okay, a, mostly a, irrelevant. Yeah, like, I, I did. Relevant. I did use it when I played Kylo a lot yeah, Kylo for a determining lot. if I wanted to use Kylo's ability. Well, uh, like your silence and look at your yeah. When ship, a ship, yeah. when a ship, if your ship is yeah, then you know what crits are. So like yeah. for example, for for Kylo, like panicked is the best crit to put the Kylo condition on, and like I would want to know if there's three destroyed ships, if there's any, if both panics are already there. I don't want to. I don't want to use the condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's supposed to be when a ship is destroyed, you're supposed to reveal all the damage cards on it, put them in your discard pile. Yeah. And that, uh, but again, that's such a niche thing that if you're in a store championship, I guarantee you that'll never come up. Oh, uh, yeah. So for secret information, the only thing that your opponent doesn't have to tell you about is what their dial is when it's set, the Zam condition when it's set, the Razor Crest title, which illicit it is, and. Your That's plans it. that are in your and head. the fireball, the fireball crit that is facing. The fireball yeah, crit, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure everything else, even like any, uh, yeah, anything else, if they don't tell you, call a judge because they're being a dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything don't, else like the, uh, the, thing, the single biggest thing is don't be afraid to call a judge for any yeah. reason. Any that reason. also includes like if you want to know what the dial is on a ship, even if they have the dial set, they have to tell you like yeah. Um, I I I ran into actually at Omaha the one that you uh, we were talking about earlier. And um, I was next to a game, and the guy said, one of the players said, uh, hey, uh, would I be able to see a blah, blah, blah dial? And they said, no, I already have it set. You should have asked me before. Oh, that's and, a no uh, I had. I mean, that's a I shitty. Had the same, I had the, yeah, no, this guy was shitty. And I had the same ship, and I no shit handed him my dial. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, and, that one? Here. So if that, that happens, if that happens, there's a couple things you can do. A, you can just look it up on your phone because yeah. dials are pretty easy to look up. B, you can ask them to spin the dial so you don't know what the maneuver is and let you look at it, and then yeah. they can reset it. That's easy. Uh, it's or, so easy. Yep. Or yes. call a judge because the judge will make them do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. How easy is it just to pick up your dial, spin it, and just be like, oh, here you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Put it between maneuvers so they don't have any idea what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen any player have that level of pettiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hey, they and again, I think I want to your... emphasize this is these are very like that is one specific circumstance sure. that happened. Yeah. Whereas there have been hundreds of times people have asked, "Hey, what's all, what's the style?" And somebody will just hand it to you. I show. will gl- like, like someone said, "What are the blue maneuvers on a dial?" I will unset my dial and hand it to them every yeah. time. Anytime yeah. there's a question, yeah. I will let someone see my dial because yeah. duh. Yeah, I just like, I just want to emphasize that like yeah. we're we're nitpicking, calling out shitty people. This is not a common occurrence. Do not be worried about doing this. Yeah, yes. um, this almost yeah. never happens. Yeah, yeah. A couple other things uh, I suggest, and this is just kind of general, but at a store champ, especially if it's going to be more crowded, uh, try and police your area. If by the end of the game it's looking like fucking Jumanji out there, uh, tr- try and you know rein that in a bit. It takes some time, and I know I am one of the the worst with templates lying everywhere. But at a crowded tournament, space is at a premium. So try and uh, find ways to keep your play a little more concise and clean wherever yeah. possible. Which, when, to be fair, like sometimes games are stressful and you get forgetful. It's fine to have a cluttered side of your board. Do not clutter your cards, though. Like where damage is and stuff like that. Yes. There is, oh, yeah, there is yeah, a yeah. local who used to be absolutely horrible about this, where like he would lay out his cards and then all of his dice and templates and tokens would just end up on top of it. And so like <laughs> you just had to trust him that he was keeping an accurate track of what damage was on what, what ship because you yeah, could not tell anything. About me. Yeah. Oh, I am no. not talking this about is the <laughs> now. This is I'm no, gonna go get would... a beer. You can feel free to look at my damage. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, telling Alex we had a game and Alex and I both were just. Just it was just a mess, and I was like, "Oh, we could tell it was a good game because your stuff's everywhere." Yeah, so when I, when it's a hard game, I don't put my stuff back in its holder. Yeah, I, I, my my templates just like go on top of the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get more messy the more stressed I am about it. Yeah, one of my problems is especially if I'm flying a lot of ships at the same initiative, and uh, you know my opponent will do damage, and I take the shields off the wrong ship, and I realize it like two rounds later, and they're like, "Oh." I thought that was the ship that was injured, so I was bidding on that. That's messy. Mm. Yo. Make sure you don't have to be precise, but the more you do it, the more it becomes second nature. Uh, you know, when you flip over shields, make sure you're doing it on the right ship. When you're, you know, laying out damage cards, make sure it's the right one. Uh, especially when space is at a premium and all your stuff's crammed together, uh, taking the time to double check is also pretty uh, good there. All right. Well, with that... Uh... Oh, I have one more piece of advice, sorry. Okay. Um, sit as much as possible when you can. Um, <laughs> it's a long day. No, I'm serious. Dead serious. Yeah. Sit as much as you can between rounds, because it's a long day, and your feet are going to hurt like hell afterwards, and it's going to make it's going to make the later rounds harder. So, honestly, I don't do yeah, this. this. Is... I very rarely sit during tournaments, <laughs> but you do your best to sit as much as possible. More uh, applicable for like four plus round tournaments than like your local three rounder. But in yeah. general, yeah, hundred percent sit as much as you can. Cause uh, it does. Your it sneaks up on you, you later. Yeah. yeah. By yeah. round like five or six, you will suddenly be like, Oh my God, I am so tired. Like, I cannot <laughs> stand. Like, yeah. people, people will, it's exhausting. If you've never done this before, yeah. it's a, thinking that much all day and then being yeah. on your feet. Like it's, it's, it's a big day. 
you're just standing there the whole time, but it is a lot heavier toll on you physically than you, you expect. Like yeah. it's uh, hard floors usually. Let's say, for yeah. example, Paul Heaver. Everybody always asked him like how he managed to to keep chugging along through, you know, six, seven, eight rounds in a day, and it's pistachios, water, and getting off his feet. Yep. yep. Yeah, one thing people often laugh at me for is I'll get there and before a game starts, I'll do a couple standing squats just to kind of get blood flowing in my legs so I'm not, you know, having that fatigue. And, uh, you know, little tricks like that. I joke about it. Uh, Mark Tippett and I used to say it's the old man endurance kicking in. Uh, but, yeah, rest when you can. Uh, sometimes it's going to be a long day. If it's going to be a long day, great. Those are the, those are the best, uh, honestly. But good times. Uh so with that, uh, hope to see you guys all out at store championships coming up soon. One last, uh, Duncan Howard at PAX East last year literally hooked an IV up to himself. <laughs> to Duncan's going, a nurse. He's, he's a nurse, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I just love bring an IV forever. He though. legitimately hooked an IV up to himself to keep himself hydrated, which is just the best. That's like compression socks are a huge help in Depticon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He also recommended adept or uh, compression socks. Everyone, we tried. Adepta Adepta socks. <laughs> compression con. <laughs> all right. So with that, uh, hope to see you all at Store Champs coming up soon. Uh, it'll be a couple weeks before you hear from us again, but we will be back around the end of July with uh, more exciting news as we go. Uh, do we have any shout-outs that we want before uh, we take our break? My uh, father, Bob Howe. Always. Always? You know, indeed. Um, I had one. Uh, did Have we spoken about Husqvarl? Ah, no, we have not. Yeah. All right. So, so huge shout out to Husqvarl. Unfortunately, they're going out of business this month. And so they will no longer be around um, for the Topeka area. Um, they've always been amazing. Uh, they... I met Tyler through Husqvarna. I met a lot of people through Husqvarna. So it's, Great it's store. bad. You won it's your bad. first store championship at Husqvarna? I did. I did. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. That's unfortunate. Don't know what the future holds. But yep, shout out to them for being an amazing store for, oh, I think they were here for eight years, six Gosh. to eight years or something. Yeah. So yep. I remember, see, yeah, when I first started, they were holding tournaments regularly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pouring one out for Huskarl. Uh, again, uh, pouring one out for the Fly Better podcast, Ryan Farmer, D. Yoon, and all of them. Thank you for many, many years of uh, providing content, providing advice, providing an example for what an X-Wing community can be. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So with that, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Pork, 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 Power converters, power converters, power converters, power converters. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.